0: Lots of different ways to interact with free birth society and our work in the world. We have our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth, which is an incredible online course jam-packed with everything we think one would want to know to feel confident to birth in their power. We also recently released a companion course full of meditations, sacred rituals, and journaling prompts to support in releasing fear and tuning in to your ancient womb wisdom. We, of course, have our private membership if you're looking for a community of like-minded, radical, and wild women, and you can apply for that on our website. We offer personalized, one-on-one transformational coaching with a focus on learning the tools to move out of victim consciousness and into self-responsibility, which is, quite frankly, freedom. And it's worth mentioning that if you've been drooling over our Mother Love and Retreat in Dominican Republic this coming February, we do have a few spots left open and you should totally come join us in a magical week in paradise. Find out more about all of this on our website, freebirthsociety.com. This week we are joined by Gala from Montreal, Canada. While Gala did have a vaginal breech birth in a hospital with her firstborn, she was left devastated at how she was treated and hit with the realization that she had given up her power and authority in the process. Vowing never again, Gala goes on to have an incredible free birth at home with her second child.
1: I, w- I think it was my first pregnancy, actually, not before. I got pregnant with Pat uh, in 2012. It was kind of a surprise. I was dating uh, a first boyfriend from Argentina. I was in Montreal. and I dated him like for two months and got pregnant. <laughs> and then I was in Brazil. I was supposed to go for a four-month trip. And actually, I realized I was pregnant. I went back to Montreal, like my comfort zone. He was not with me. I mean, we were dating and we did for two years, but at that point, I was only with my family, my sister. And that was Pacha, my first pregnancy. That's where my motherhood begins. Um, I could say I was fearless somehow because I didn't have a lot of uh, questions about how I was going to give birth, but I felt that I had to go to the doctor anyway, um, you know, like the mainstream way of doing it. So I, I kind of... Found a doctor. I wanted midwives, but here it's hard to get like the official ones. And I went into the waiting list. Finally, I got uh, the midwife later on when I was in West Canada doing like fruit picking, and I was very happy to have that. I went back to Montreal late uh, 35 weeks, kind of. I met the midwife. Felt good, better than like the hospital setting, yeah. but still whatever. I mean, I didn't feel never that I needed someone else. I was well on my own. And with my sister actually, she was like my doula the whole time. Um, uh, I read a book, uh, Give uh, give Birth, We Will Give Birth With Pleasure, Pariremos Con Placer. And it's a great book. I will love to translate it one day. Mm. It gave me a lot of great images of my uterus and how it was so powerful. And well, um when it became a little bit, uh, I was going to give birth at home. That was the plan. And everything looked perfect, as it all, usually does until like the last weeks. When uh, Pacha was breached. And for me, breach first of all, I was like, what's that? Then, oh, okay. It didn't feel like a problem for me, but it was a whole catastrophe for the world. Yeah. So they, start, they started talking a lot about C-sections. And I was very determined on not having one. But I was transferred to the doctors by the midwives, still under under their care somehow. But anyway, and also I got a cholestasis, so it started getting itchy on my body, and I said it, and it was okay. Co- yeah, exactly, yeah. cholestasis, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. They wanted to induce me at week thirty eight because like it's dangerous for the baby blah blah but I, at the same time it was a bridge so an induced bridge it was like no we will never do this and I was like me neither <laughs> Yeah. but kind of, I don't know how exactly I went I on labor on week 38 so it was pretty good timing at the same time I worked a lot on that on what we say natural inducing that not like for my second pregnancy I didn't do that at all but this one was like dancing spinning babies mock satin sticks yeah. you know everything they tell you to switch like the position of the baby and even did a an external version so nothing did the job and I was on the day of my of the birth I was home I was playing with like the ball, the yoga ball that I usually play with, was a pink ball. Oh, for those weeks, I did a lot of monitoring at the hospital. I I, I cried a lot being monitored. I was mm. threatened a lot by oh, you know, by the C-section, and um, and I also had uh, this particular moment of uh, when I met this uh, doctor three days before giving birth for a general checkup. But what he did was a uh, membrane swapping, and I didn't know so no consent, nothing. And I actually knew it. Uh, I, 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 learned it was that later that night when I called my midwife and she told me, Oh, that's what they did. Well, that I hope they, they it will get things going. And I was like, mm. Whoa. <laughs> Hmm. So it, it did, but it was so brutal and um, mm. painful. It was like the first painful moment of my pregnancy. I was bleeding. I was like, "Why am I bleeding? Yeah. Like, and what, then I think about it I'm like, why? Why the heck I took off my pants, you know? Right. But when they they didn't tell me anything, I was there. I was like, okay, now you have to do this. It's like, ah, oh, so so well done mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to get so vulnerable and so right. Like, There's like no time to think. <gasps> no consent is no. It doesn't yeah. work for sure. So not even there. I was not even in labor and it didn't work. Um, okay. So I uh, was on um, my place alone. My sister was napping, um, when when my my pink ball and there was a candle lit and I kind of uh, went on a nap. Then I went back dancing a lot, a lot, a lot. And I know that the ball rolled with a tissue on it that I used to, whatever, to sit on it. And it went like directly to the candle and a. fire ago oh went on <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and the ball explode <laughs> whoa the pink ball explode and oh like maybe two fire. minutes afterwards I was like pouring water <laughs> on the fire <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um it was symbolic like really yeah, right. an image as the pink ball of the whole pregnancy went on fire and I <laughs> broke Broke my waters at that point. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, so yeah, I broke waters. I kept on dancing, but I was like, my, my my legs felt all crumbling, and I went
0: Wait, to I tell mean, my sister. Yeah, have a
1: clarifying question. So okay, so you're at home
0: going into spontaneous labor, but yeah. you are planning to transfer to the hospital at some point, and have they agreed? To let you have a trial of labor with a vaginal breach, or like, what's the plan in your mind? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> um, th- that was the plan. Yeah, uh, I actually called the. The plan was for me to go to the hospital with a midwife. So I called the midwife after I I I, I didn't want her neither to know. So like two hours later at nine p.m. to tell her the waters broke. Uh, that was the first, like, uh, fear moment. She asked me if they were stained. And, of course, they were a little bit, not stained, really, like, not and nothing, but there was mecanium because it was breached, so, anyway, totally normal, but, yeah, she I know she brought fear in at that point. And we, I went to the, um, to the hospital at midnight uh, with the father of uh, Pacha and my sister, um, and she met us there. That's it. They agreed to go on a trial, as you say. When I got, I, maybe I can go on if you want with the story, but yeah, we went, we got to the hospital. I was very much in labor, like my my legs were shaking. I was having fun. It was. I was feeling very nice, very high. Actually, mm-hmm. that's the way I can explain it. Totally on another world and felt protected. I went to the hospital and still was able to keep that bubble. Nice. So that was nice. But when I got there, they were like, Oh man, you brought waters like six hours uh, ahead, and I don't think you are in labor because you are laughing and so calm, you know. And <laughs>
0: you're not yeah. allowed to enjoy this. Who no, are no, you? no, you are not allowed at all.
1: And I was like, okay, I think I'm fucking in labor, but whatever. Yeah. Of course, to to try, they put their hands into me, and it was like a vaginal check, and it was uh, five centimeters. So they're like, oh, oops, yeah, maybe you are in labor. So we will shut up. I was let in kind of a dark room. I could be in all fours, uh, but I was still like monitor hooked like to the monitors and with an IV too, just in case. Uh-huh. Um, before, uh, before that, before the trial, what they did say was like, depending on what's the op gene uh, that night, maybe they will force an epidural on you because it's a bridge and we don't want you to do a gen- to gen to do a general blah 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 a general mm-hmm. anesthesia. So we might force an epidural on you. I was like, okay, I don't want that. That night they didn't. So I didn't take an epidural. It was perfect <laughs> that way. Uh, it was maybe four hours. Oh, at a point, a nurse came in. I was in all fours, and she was, uh, "You're laughing right now, but in a few moments, you won't be laughing oh my anymore." my god! Yeah, that was a comment I a comment I got. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, uh, ow. Yeah, that's such a like, predatory,
0: creepy. Okay.
1: Also, like uh, the up jean, I, li- I liked her. I'm happy I got her. And also, the one that did my vaginal exam, <laughs> she was kind of an angel look uh, girl, and I liked her. so I feel I was blessed that night uh by God to send me those people the object I did I do remember she came in she left the lights off and said uh who is laboring because my sister was also in all fours (laughs) 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 that's cute she just told me I'm not gonna force any withdrawal on you you look like you have everything under control keep on doing that, bye. So that was nice. And maybe two hours later, I, it was so fast that I helped me. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, came to, they didn't come to see me a lot. You know, it was only two, twice or three times. And at a point they, they came, I know. I wanted to pull, you know, the, mm-hmm. the lucky moment when you are like, it was transition, but I didn't know that was transition. And, and so that they touched me at that point again. And I do remember they were, oh yeah, it's 10 and it's plus two. This was four in the morning and they transferred me to another room. Even if I was plus two in all fours, well, my, my baby, I was like, wow, can this be like even more than this? You know, I, I was doing it, but it was like, Oh my God, this is a lot. When is this going to uh, stop? And it, it was going to stop like maybe in a few minutes, but they kind of made me like, um, Stop the, the the flow. We went into another room just in case the operation room, I think, or whatever, a very light full room. Um, five, six people, including the midwife that was sleeping in another room, but came to pick in, of course. And uh, it was all women, uh, except from the, the father. That was nice, but six people, one nurse was cheerleader, kind of, you know, like, go, girl, you got this. Like, Ugh. God. <laughs> I love your
0: uh, yeah. Just like I no mean, I totally know what you mean and just the ye- the yelling it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. common.
1: You're done you, you were done to do this. You were born to do this. And then, oh she's coming so fast. I'm like, what? Well, and she came down bridge. They were they were amazed. They got like maybe the birth of the year, because some of them never saw a bridge. And that hospital maybe was the second bridge birth in like four years. But my that that night I was very happy and blessed mm-hmm. kind of. I stayed just for a few hours. I really wanted to go home. Um I'm not the hospital person I hate I, I've already like started like going off pharmaceuticals and stuff like that before. So I, I wanted to just get out of there. Yeah. And that was it for Pacha. I was I felt very like whoa, powerful, because I gave birth to a British uh, baby and I won the war, you know, against like a c-section or or, or that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> ask you. So
0: this hospital that you got transferred to. Mm-hmm. We're how do I say it? It's like we're it doesn't sound like they were actively promoting vaginal breech birth. And so how did you avoid a C-section? And how did you get a team of doctors to support something that it doesn't
1: seem like that's their thing? I really f- feel that what made a difference and I, it was that the midwives were with me. So they felt um, even if the the care was transferred, I stayed under the, their care and the postpartum care was under them as well, so I was always their client kind of, so I feel they needed to to prove kind of okay, we will accept, but they didn't trust me at all so
0: what I guess what i I guess what I mean is it's normally an automatic c section oh yeah, so how mm-hmm. were you able? Like, I think that not here. Refusal.
1: I think that here, at least, if you just say, I don't want to, they they would say, okay, you, we will try. it, But they okay. are not trusting you and they are telling you, but that night we will put an epidural on you. Right. And that night. And I guess that most of the women in my case that maybe even they try because most of the women are very scared and if they they will only try to to switch the baby's position Mm -hmm. but if they don't get to do that then then themselves usually withdraw they are like no okay i'll take the c-section you know i don't i feel that that fear is that that part is very important and i didn't get into that i was like okay no i think i'll try it anyway okay yeah maybe c-section i just want I, i was very silent i'm very like I wanted to be the fly on the wall so that they didn't see me at the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, go as fast as I can, kind of, to get the baby out. Wow. That, that, that's horrible, in a sense.
0: <laughs> I mean, you did what you needed to do, you know? Mm. It, it makes sense to me. So you have your baby, and what happens for you in the year that follows your initiation into motherhood? You have this, this you know, you were able to, um, still get a vaginal birth kind of in the face of, uh, you know, a, an unlikely tale, but mm-hmm. you were forced, you know, you obviously had these, all these things happen to you that didn't feel good. You were forced to birth in the OR, I mean, by around a stranger. Mm-hmm. So how does that integrate for you and, and what, what happens from there?
1: From there on the first month, maybe I felt very powerful. As I said, I was breastfeeding, but still physically I had, I was in pain. Compared to my second birth, I was very in pain. I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was kind of in a depression too, in a postpartum depression, and all of that. I didn't want to acknowledge it until a point, actually, maybe one year after it. I was rewriting my birth story. At the same time, I was meeting a collective of doulas, and I started volunteering as a doula for. Uh, for mothers here, uh, very vulnerable that they, they don't have access to any kind of insurance, uh, immigrants usually. So uh, I was meet, uh, meeting them and at the same time I, I started rewriting it and I kind of listed all of the trauma, traumatic things that happened to me and I was not surprised, but disgusted at all of the things I I could name, you know, like hmm. started by the membranes, uh, swapping, but whatever else they did, how, how I felt, how they touched me, how I, I, I did all of that to me. Uh, it was realizing that at the beginning, my story was, They didn't let me do this. They wouldn't let me do that. They wouldn't let me birth at home. They wouldn't let me. And then it was like, well, I didn't let myself do that. And I transferred my authority to someone else. Hmm. So I did that to myself. And it was hard to realize, but that was what led me to being very uh, clear about it now and still super uh, proud uh, of that moment, of course. And it was a very beautiful moment.
0: yeah. The journey of self responsibility and yeah learning what it looks like to take a hundred percent responsibility, which is often pretty painful after there's been trauma to see where you um where you co-created something
1: mm-hmm. you know? but
0: but like you said, I mean that equals freedom because when we're willing to do that, we can change the pattern we cannot repeat it again, and that's freedom. totally.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that even not a lot of people know about this. (laughs) I'm very, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know how to say it, but I I keep to myself a lot in these senses. Uh, But yeah, I, I got pregnant again in 2017. So my daughter is three years and a half. It's with another man that I'm very in love with that I know for 10 years, but he was a good friend of mine. And then we started dating. And I get pregnant. It was not planned again, kind of, but very desired. Uh, um, And yeah, I didn't want to get any kind of test, not even like the pregnancy test. This time I was like, I'm not getting anything. I'm going to be as off the grid as as much, you know, nothing. (laughs) So no pregnancy tests. Mm, And I knew I was pregnant. It was so clear. I got like the first symptoms and at a point I'm bleeding I'm feeling uh, pain on my lower back Hmm. my my boyfriend he didn't know about it because it was like very like maybe 10 days after the first missed period you know so it was pretty close to the conception date whatever and I my sister knew because she was like you're not bleeding right you're pregnant you know (laughs) She, she I didn't tell her but she knew and uh, yeah, I start bleeding and I know I'm miscarrying kind of. I mm. wanted to say I was not. I was like, no, maybe not, maybe it's twins, maybe it's whatever. No, no. Uh, at a point I, I went to the pharmacy and I got a pregnancy test just because I wanted to make sure this was not just a second weird period, but I was actually... Miss, uh, well, having the, I don't, I hate the word miscarriage. Yeah. Because I carried it very well. <laughs> <laughs> <But> just uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, I but, like the, uh,
0: I like the term <laughs> pregnancy release.
1: Nice. Okay. It was with a pregnancy release. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I gave birth to something, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So I I went for to the pharmacy. I picked the test. I went for a nap because I wanted to have a lot of pee, kind of. And then I peed. Uh, and at the same time, you know, after a nap, I got a lot of blood came out as well. And this thing, then I put my hand into the toilet and it was a sack with the mm-hmm. little... Baby, mm. <laughs> so um, it was very nice. Actually, like I love this story. It was hard at the uh, that moment, but it didn't last for a long time. Maybe seven days, ten days of transition. Um, uh, but it, it felt like the first uh, uh, free free birth I had, mm. um, and it was it was awesome. <laughs> that was 2017. I buried um, like one year later, too, um, in, in my backyard. <laughs> Hmm. And then I got pregnant again in 2018. Uh, actually, conception was December 2017, maybe. Yeah. and um, 2018, I'm pregnant. January of Miko. And then I'm very scared that I might lose it because mm-hmm, uh, yeah. since it was my last experience, even if I had a like a, a first perfect birth, you know, it's always the same. So I know that the first weeks I was very into myself. I did tell my boyfriend faster because the last time he didn't like that. He, he didn't know before when it happened, whatever. So this time I shared with him before, but we, we did agree to, to keep it to ourselves for three months, almost. Uh, So it was very nice. I, I I enjoyed my pregnancy. Uh, I was having some fears coming in and out from my other experiences, I, I think, but I was very, um, I knew it was going to be a free birth. Maybe during, in between the two pregnancies, I met a lot of midwives, doulas, uh, pe- people working around this world, and nothing sounded well for me. Like, even, you know, the water birth with the blah, blah, and the doulas, like, no, 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 I just need a dark place to be birthed, <laughs> alone, covered, no one's, no one's see me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually with Miko. So I didn't get any doctors any tests I had a sweet pregnancy I was working the whole time I like my job so I was having fun on that side enjoying Pacha I'm homeschooling her so I spent a lot of time with her um and you want me to tell you about the birth (laughs) I'm not sure sure how to continue Um, Yeah, yeah yeah. okay Uh, so
0: you knew it was going to be a free birth you had a wild pregnancy you felt Mm. good and it just it sounds like it was just a no-brainer for you. It just seems like it was so kind of obvious and you just chose to follow it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never, it, I, I never had the question of, should I check myself? Should I get like an ultrasound or? No, no, no. This time I was like, I'm just going to keep out of what made me, uh, made me go through what I went through with my first baby. So oh. I just, I was like, I'm pregnant. This is what it is, it's just another function of my body and it feels good. And I want to be concentrated in that, but I didn't tell anyone either that I was having a pre-birth or people don't even think about it. So (laughs) they will never get into that conclusion. (laughs) Um, So yeah, with, with Miko that the day I, I, Oh, I I had colostasis again, whatever. I don't know how you pronounce it properly Uh, again. So I felt itchy, but this time I did, believe in myself I I researched and I didn't uh, I mean I went uh, I got a lot of teas herbs mm-hmm. that helped a lot and that made a huge difference and I was like why didn't I do that in the first place just because you know herbs are bad bad when you're pregnant and whatever so this time I did, I knew how to take care of that manage that so it was good and then with Miko I woke I woke up full of energy on that day. Um, I was very tired the days before, but that day I was very energetic. Uh, I had things to do with uh, Pacha. Actually, Pacha was born on August the 26th and he was born on August the 31st. Hmm. So it's five days of difference. And at her five-year-old birthday, I was very pregnant. But I was nesting so bad. I cleaned the bathroom. I was like, what? This is so disgusting. I'm going to give birth soon. I need to clean like, like, ah. Until three in the morning, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, um, yeah, that day we went uh, to do some stuff with Pacha, visit some people. I visited a mother that I doula for, kind of. I didn't want to her birth, but I was her, her doula at a point. Uh, and I saw her baby, seven months. And it felt so good to be with the baby. I mean, just to feel that this was going to be my, my uh, reality in, in some moments. I didn't know, but it was going to be very, very soon, like in six hours after that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. She was like, Gala, did you know that day? You? <laughs> I'm not sure. So I was having a good moment with that baby. And then uh, I went, uh, we went for a book. We, we had some eggs at, at home. We, we took a nap. Oh, she gave me a a huge box full of clothes that's so, so heavy. That was like my last effort, you know, like getting it back home with the car and my girl. And when I got home, we we, we took a nap. Afterwards, I was already having contractions, but I was having contractions the days before. In and out, my uterus was like tightening up uh, more and more for a longer time. I love it. I love that feeling. So I was kind of dancing and moving my my hips hips to that. And once again, I was dancing when I break waters this time. That day, while, uh, my sweetheart came back. We ate dinner. Um, I told him, look, this is a contraction. It's the first time I, I did this with him. I was like, look to touch my belly and then I was dancing after dinner and then I break water with now Pacha was dancing with me so that's mm. the nice the, the this the second part of my story so with a baby a grown five-year-old baby dancing with me I break waters I tell her look Pacha this is the waters. Uh, baby's gonna be here soon probably we put her to a movie and the movie time was the time it took me to give birth. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, uh. Um, so that was, I, I, I pretended I was a water girl. I love water, but for birth, I'm such a like grounds person, I think, because I went to the, to my bath. And I was feeling the water. I put myself in all fours in the bath. I was like, no, 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 I can't do this here. I felt cold and I don't know, I didn't like it. So I, all alone, I went back to my room and then I didn't get out of my room afterwards. I At a point, I texted my sister after I broke waters and I was like, um, baby's coming soon. And she was like, how soon? <laughs> like, but then, but then she flew, then she flew, then she was like, okay, so, <laughs> so she was home like maybe 20 minutes later or 30. Uh, I spent, I wanted to be so dark, so maybe I only had like the salt lamp, um, no, not even two candles, like tea light, whatever. I felt very cold that night. So I was like the midwife kind of saying people, please, can you put the heat up? And I think that when I started doing that, I was hitting transition already because uh, uh, I felt that, like, the need to be to, for the place to be hotter, you know? So it was the first time of the year that we put the heat on. It, mm-hmm. it smelled bad, like, you know, all the dust <laughs> mm-hmm. accumulated there. It was not a good idea. And then I thought maybe I, I should have, like, um, you know, an um, electrical radiator. Anyway, next time. But, yeah, I was covered in a lot of... Uh, how did do things and uh, I was very cold and didn't want people to be around or oh, whatever I was on my own I was in all fours in my room at a point my boyfriend was there I told him are you nervous because I don't, I don't want you to be here if you're nervous. I was like, no, not at all. You look so, so beautiful. It looks Aww. like you're having an orgasm. Actually, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I think you're okay. You can be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine, awesome. And then I, I forgot about it, kind about him, kind of. I know my sister also was in and out. It felt very uh, like whoa. This is going so. This is hard. Not hard, but intense, intense. That was my word. Like, wow, this is so intense. I was surprised it was so intense because this time I didn't want to force anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I wish the pregnancy is going to last like 44 weeks, kind of, because the, the other time I felt they pushed the date of birth so this time I didn't want to push anything not even push you know, <laughs> the baby out so I was like oh I think this is going too fast yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna take like maybe four hours I don't know why I had so many assumptions uh last la- the first time uh, from the water breaking until the born was like eight hours this time so I was like maybe it's four hours actually it was like two or one and Oh a half. wow that so is was- fast it was faster than I was, what I thought, and that's why when I was hitting the transition, I didn't want to assume I was going through it. I was like, No, this cannot be so intense if I'm mm-hmm. not in transition and I don't want to be in transition. <laughs> but then I was like, Okay, I, I put my hands inside me. I didn't plan to do that, but I, it felt like I wanted to do that, and it felt so hard and so nice to feel my baby's head. I was so ready to feel whatever part of his body. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, I, I, I mean, it was very hard. I was like, oh my God, he's right there. It's right there. And that felt good. Uh, also, at a point I told my sister, oh, I feel like I want to, you know, like poo again. But I knew it was transition at that point. And she's like, do whatever, poo, pee, do whatever you want. Like, um, So at that point, I know I, I did push a little bit or felt like... Let my body do other, be more active because I was letting go a lot. And it felt like, oh, I want to do something <laughs> in this uh, ride. Um, maybe, okay, I know I laughed at the last, at the point when I was crowning. I was like, ah, ha, 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 boom. And then the head came out and it felt so nice I, people like it was only my sister and my boyfriend but they didn't see anything I was covered on blankets uh, I, I felt the head and the two ears you know in between my legs I was like oh it's really human <laughs> or it feels like a human and then the body came out maybe right away afterwards um, mm. uh, he, well, he cried also right away so that felt very nice and reassuring no nothing it was, yeah. it was awesome And that was it. But it was a long ride to the placenta too for me this time. Um, The other time was horrible. I got the Pitocin shot. Uh, They didn't tell me. That also I learned maybe four months Mm. afterwards when I was reading so much about like oxytocin and how it was a peak of love between a newborn and a mother and how they... Anyway, I got the Pit shot and I didn't know. And it was horrible. This time, I didn't want to do anything again (laughs) for the placenta to come out. I was too, I think I was too inactive in a sense because I didn't even pee and I think that the mm. bladder was blocking it somehow. So maybe it was three hours. It felt good. I was just so tired and I think it could have come out before if I just yeah. stood up, you know? Mm-hmm. So at a point I peed kind of on myself. I just put put a towel on my vagina. And I peed and I was like, ah, oh, it feels so, uh, it feels so good. And then the placenta came out, yeah. and that was it. Uh, <laughs> contractions like the after contractions were also harder than what I remember or thought. And I was so happy there. Uh, oh, Pacha came in right when he came out. And I thought she heard, but no, she didn't hear anything. She was like, the movie is over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so That's, funny.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. What a great story. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, it's a nice story. <laughs> How do you
0: feel like it has changed you? Um...
1: The free birth, you mean, particularly? Yeah. Mm. Just the whole the whole evolution, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the free birth just confirmed what um, what I was already feeling with my first baby. Even if it was a hospital birth, I felt I was... High. I had kind of a free birth because I didn't trust anyone there and I did really feel my body the whole time. And uh and I was able to to do it myself at that point but it was so hard especially on society because I wanted to give that power to women and tell them don't go into the hospital even if I did don't go into the hospital you can do it yourself that's the best thing to do like we don't need anyone and we are being uh traumatized and we are being stolen for from such a beautiful moment or a beautiful transition and it could be such a learning moment in your life and it's not being we are not seeing that what I was seeing in all the births in the hospital was trauma and rape so but when I got my free birth I think that I don't speak a lot about it actually it's it's I think it's only one one year ago so maybe it'll take more time because uh, I only wait for people to ask about it, and people usually don't. I was talking uh, much more about the other birth actually with mm. Pacha. I felt like I escape war. I need to tell you about it. Mm. And this time it's like, well, war. You choose to live that war. Mm-hmm. It's we are all choosing it. Like a, mo- a big majority is choosing that war, and it's horrible how we are hurting ourselves. And so that's yeah. I felt. I feel like I spoke some much more uh, about that traum- traumatic birth experience. Uh, but I do feel so yeah, powerful and clear and just confirming what's nature and how it's done, how it's, uh, it, it has been uh, created to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so in love with the, also all of the free birth stories and I'm so happy I found your community. For sure, that was... Very late for me, <laughs> so I may was. It would have been nice to meet. Uh, yeah. That no, even that idea, that notion, when I was pregnant uh, of Pacha. Um, but anyway, I, I I I I am so happy to hear that we are being more and more and. And this is maybe we are gonna change a lot of things uh, sooner of or later. Yeah, so, it's, it's
0: happening and that's what you know, but mm-hmm. you're such a good example of somebody who didn't need to have found the podcast or join the membership or see it yeah. on you know Facebook of someone else doing it, but it lives within us, you know, and mm-hmm. this is for us to have normal mother-centered, family-centered home birth where we are undisrupted and loved and seen and witnessed and respected and unmanaged like that is within us we we own that right to do so and it's I love when I hear women's stories that it just occurred to them and then they did it mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is that simple <laughs> <laughs> so cool
1: yeah <laughs> oh thank you so much thank you Emily I'm so happy <laughs> thanks
0: that's it for today everyone join us next week for another episode of the free birth podcast thanks for joining us and remember your body your choice lots of love